fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. What's up, everybody? It's Sunday, May 27th, 2012, episode 118 of the Hotbox. My name is Matt. And I'm Ian. And as usual, once a week, we get together here and talk about the week's ridiculous drug war news, cannabis, marijuana, uh, whatever. Whatever we feel like, because this is our show. You can watch us live every week on Sundays, hotboxpodcast.com slash live. While you're doing that, give us a call, 406-204-4687. You can say, hey, say, hey, I disagree with that last statement. Or, hey, you're preaching to the choir. More times than not, it's the latter. Pretty much. How's your week been, Ian? Pretty quick, actually. Yeah. Weather sucked. Does, right? Yeah. Makes delivering lovely. (laughs) Right? Haven't been able to ride the bike all week. Right. Sit in the car. How's the Not services? Everybody's still satisfied and everything going good? No Fuck problems? No. Nothing? Yeah. Yeah. Good. You know. Good, good. I want to start the show out this week. Uh, we, we talk, we, we focus on cannabis, on marijuana, and that is the hot box. That's what the, the show started as. But I feel like there is a, a, a larger issue here. Uh, one of, you know, like we, we've talked about before, uh, voter rights, one of just rights in general of the people to be able to dictate what they want for their bodies, uh, as long as, you know, it's not affecting anybody else, which uh, we all know cannabis is falls under that category of something that we can put in our bodies, doesn't hurt anybody else, but yet it's federally illegal. Um, what I find interesting is that there's there's a there's a lot of drugs out there that are not Schedule One because they have medical value, which I will I will give you that. Uh, cannabis also has some medical value to it, yet they they say that it does not, which is, as we all know, just a tool for their political agenda of of keeping private prison systems full and and money and and keeping those negroes off of our white women's and and all that stuff, but. Everything that they have told us uh, in the last century uh, about cannabis, we we know it's it's propaganda. It's just brainwashing everybody to have the way to think that the way they want you to think about this plant, so that they can further what they're trying to accomplish. Which I I don't even know at this point uh, what they're trying to do. Out of all the lies that the government has filled all of our heads with about marijuana, uh, like we said, few or very have any uh, amount of truth to them. The gateway drug theory, yeah, uh, stuff like that. But there is a drug problem and a drug out there that is finally, I feel like it's starting to live up to the hype that the government has focused on marijuana. And that drug is Oxycontin. And... I kind of follow this here and there uh, in the news, and in March, I didn't know this, but in March, Canada and Purdue Pharma, they produce, stop producing OxyContin. So you, if you live in Canada, uh, until whatever's uh, stocked on the shelves is out, that's it. They're, they're not making anymore. 
And the reason is there is a massive epidemic out there. And they say it's particularly focused on in the northern aboriginal communities uh, up in Canada. And uh, the, the demographic is mostly young females. And they get hooked on these drugs. And it just completely destroys their life, which is what the government here in America wants you to think that, that cannabis does. So I find it really interesting and ironic that there is a drug here that lives up to all of this negative hype, yet it's still okay in being pushed in America. Obviously, now Canada, you can't get it. Well, I'm sure you can, but it's it's not on the shelves anymore. Uh, and we don't see them taking the same steps, which which re reinforces my my theory that you know this drug war is just complete fallacy. It's it's a theater. Because we see how they're handling this, and if marijuana was doing what they said it was doing, this is how they would handle it. But since they're not, yeah, you know, it's it's shitty. Uh, stockpiled supplies of uh, it's delisted is what they call it uh, in Hamilton. Here, this is just one story talking about this. Uh, those who are addicted are reaching out for help. They come to treatment and counseling centers in record numbers in an attempt to get clean on their own timeline before the scarcity of the addictive opioid forces them into withdrawal. And uh, Debbie Bang, she's <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, she's the executive director of Womankind Addiction Services at St. Joseph's Healthcare. She said, suddenly it's okay to tell your family and friends you're addicted to Oxy. Ian? Yes, sir. I'm addicted to Oxy. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, there were 68 million prescriptions of Oxycontin written last year in America to a population of 307 million. That's a 68 million prescriptions were written last highly year. In, that's like five people getting like 20 of them each, right? And just going back and back and back. And, you know, typically I think a, a prescription is written to the point where you can take anywhere between two and six pills a day. Right, depending on and the And so, strength. like, 68 million, you know, times, let's say you get anywhere between, you know, 60 and 180 pills a month. I mean, that's enough to that's give everybody in America a couple, a handful of pills a month. Right. I mean, like, literally everyone and could get their share. Think about that in terms of finance for Purdue Pharma, for uh, Endo Pharmaceuticals, for all the, the different companies that make their own version of this pill. That is so much money there. And they want to talk about, you know, money laundering and, and this and that. Look, here, it doesn't get much more blatant than this. And I don't I'm, know. I'm not positive, but um, the price is out of proportion. I know that in the States, you know, because a lot of people will go to Mexico to fill their prescriptions right. if they live down on the southern border. Or Canada. Well, they used to. Right. <laughs> not anymore. And so since March. Because those substances are so much cheaper down there than they are to obtain them here in the States. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't cost the pharmaceutical companies much to produce a prescription. They're not making them any more cheaply in Mexico than they are here. They're no. just making way and more profit here than they are there. Let's let's say you know even being generous and saying that it costs five cents to manufacture a pill, and I know it's less than that, but you know people are spending several hundred dollars to oh, fill their prescriptions at least, at least, and then making that money back double on the streets, which. I mean, and, and it, there's there's a thing that goes along with it that says, you know, because it's a prescription, 
I don't have to rationalize it as much as, say, if I was going on the street and buying heroin because it's the same base substance when it goes to your brain. It's the same opiate. I don't have to rationalize pills as much as I do heroin because there's a prescription that goes along with it because there's a – I don't know what it's called, but there's there's an idea that goes along with it that says, oh, it was by a doctor. It's made here. It's okay. Even though I don't have a prescription for it, it's still okay for me rather than going to the street and buying heroin. So I think that that had a lot to do with, you know, how quickly it became this big problem because people didn't have that dirty, oh, it's gross junkies and needles and shit in the alley. They're like, you know, this is from a doctor. It's okay. I'm a, I'm a patient, you know. Which is a pharmaceutical company's dream marketing right. program. Right? I it, mean. It sells itself. Right. You, you get them hooked. Here, first one's free. They don't like Come it, on. but they need it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they, they don't necessarily the numbers, go around the telling num- everybody that they're addicted. And right. Saying, well, now they might. Maybe now in Canada because right. it's not around and everybody wants to know what the Everyone's fuck their problem like, is. Oh, shit. Yeah. What are we getting? We are so effed. What do you do? Like, right. And, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves in how, you know, addictive of a substance it is, for one, and what it does to the people taking it. Uh, in March, the first month without legal access to OxyContin, the number of women seeking withdrawal management from womankind for opiate addictions jumped to 57 from 34 during the previous March. Uh, in Hamilton, young women are primary users of Oxy, says Bang. More than 30 babies are born with opioid addictions each year, and that's just in this one little town. Could not imagine being a baby and coming out and just being like, "Ah, why does everything hurt? Fuck! What am I doing? Shadow people, like, just starting your life out on that note. Just, oh god, just put me back in. Fuck." In April, forty-nine women sought treatment for opioid uh, withdrawal here at Womankind, compared to a forty-one a year earlier. For the first half of May, the number was 40, up from 33 during the same period in 2011. Is the population of this town, like, 230? Uh, it you know, like, everybody see, in this town, though, you know? right? It's the Rush Limbaugh goes there once a month. It's just, right. like, tickled pink. But uh, Purdue's replacement formula, which is called OxyNeo, says it's the one. <laughs> Neo. It's intended to be more difficult to crush. It squishes when pressed and turns into a thick gel when mixed with water, making it less desirable to addicts who inject or snort the old oxy for powerful rush that takes effect in seconds. But where there's addiction, there's a way. And here at thespec.com, we're going to tell you all about it. Oh, my God. Uh, All you have to do, apparently... Is microwave, then freeze the oxyneo. Abusers still get an injectable concoction, though it's more difficult to know the dosage, which increases the risk of overdose. So wait, are you trying to save lives with your new formula, or right. <laughs> because this doesn't seem like the right? I think everybody's way. got a microwave and a freezer, uh, right? Like, and all you're doing is making it more dangerous because now these people are going to inject a disgusting, thick yellow piss looking substance or whatever it comes out here uh rather than the nice clean clear you know substance that that you had previous and that's just going to cause more people to hurt themselves because they're uneducated about it i'm sure whatever you're putting in this to make it gel up is not good for people i mean let's be honest this is not going to be good for people but and and you see when people when this happens they move to heroin which is that any safer do you know what your dose is there it's 
it kind of defeats the purpose of trying, which, you know, makes you think that maybe that's not why they're doing it. They have to do it to say, look, we're trying. We're sorry. We got half the country hooked on pills like our bad. Sorry. We have a suboxone pill that is great. That's doing wonders in our test demographics. It's a little bit more expensive, but, you know, you need it. So, <laughs> But you it. need it. But you need it. You can't live without it, literally. You're going to start seeing uh, suicide rates just climb. Well, huh. oh, sorry, I was just reading in the chat. Stereotype says, did you hear about the guy the cops had to shoot to death as he was gnawing another man's face off? The man eating the other's face was naked and under, quote, cocaine psychosis. <laughs> Oh, humanity. Oh, the humanity. Uh, While the ministry is delisting, Oxy is not allocating additional funds to help addicts kick their habit. Of course not. Of course not. Fuck it. Uh, To prescribe Oxyneo to new patients, doctors in Ontario, the province with the highest opioid use in the country, and 3,500 opioid deaths since 91, have to make a special request through the Exceptional Access Program. Exceptional. We need access to this program. Uh, for now, though, OxyContin is still easily available on the street to those who can afford it. OxyNeo, also out there, too. Which oh, yeah. one do you think costs more? <laughs> the old one. Yeah. Five of the last 20 new patients at the Hamilton Clinic, a harm reduction facility that prescribes methadone, it's reducing harm, uh, are dealing with OxyNeo, says the clinic director, Kim Pommier. The hit from the new formula lasts only half as long as the old, she says. <laughs> she says, this is bullshit. <laughs> the old shit. <laughs> Empty your pockets. <laughs> Give me that. Yeah. Uh, in January, the nonprofit clinic saw a 47% increase in profit. No, in patients wanting to get off the oxy. And there has been a 23% increase each month since then. Month over month. 23, 20. Jesus. We're running out of people that are not on drugs. I, I around here even you see it a lot and it's it's sad because I feel like a lot of people are kind of powerless against it or they right. they got themselves stuck maybe not knowing what they were getting into right it, it's and and to well when you have the figure of authority and a white coat standing there right? you know and and if you do have a pain problem not a pain management problem sure, but an actual sure. pain problem and you have been working your way up the opiate ladder for years a decade, a decade whatever plus, sure you know you sure. don't even remember what it was what the initial right you know it's such it a gradual well. lift yeah, yeah. you know that that whatever works doctor whatever that's, works because yeah. you have this figure of authority that you assume knows better than you do because of the position that he's in and right so the degrees and the white you're, you're ready and, to yeah. you know go along with the with the punches or do things as you can yeah uh, police add, they, quote, cannot say there has been an increase in crime that directly correlates to OxyContin being taken off the market. Now, if this was cannabis, we would definitely correlate that, right. that though. Uh, the strongest OxyContin is 80 milligrams that lasts 12 hours. They used to have 160s, but they took those off the, the market <laughs> pretty quick. Uh, before delisting, it was about $40 a pill on the street. Now, says Bang, it goes for 150 Whoa. Whoa. That's crazy. The wrong market. Right? <laughs> Shit. One fifty. That's more than a buck a million. That's two bucks a million. That's, that's more that's than two. That's highway robbery. That's yeah. crazy. And, I mean, we've talked about this before, that it, the 
the way the system is set up, at least here in Montana, is very hard for people to get themselves the help that they need. Uh, each doctor, in order to prescribe Suboxone, only is allowed to prescribe it to a certain amount of people. Meanwhile, and I feel like we're repeating ourselves, but they can prescribe as many people as they want the oxys. But when it comes to getting them off it, they can only have like five or ten. Uh, they have to be certified. Some doctors don't want to mess with that because. So it's what not about like worth. the methadone clinics or something that people go uh, to? Do methadone, they have a limited amount? No. Of... See what's different? The clinics, the people go in and they're taking the medicine there. There. So they can prescribe it as many as they want. They're technically not prescribing it, but because of the doctor at the clinic, he gives you a prescription for six months or a month, depending on how often you have to see them. And then you you take it. You regulate your own dose rather than have to go to this place every morning before work. So because you don't leave the clinic with the drug. Exactly. Then they don't have a limit. I don't understand what that difference is other than paperwork. But like, do you... What kind of additional training is the doctor getting in order to make sure that you're not abusing this when you go home with it rather than the person that comes into the clinic and I watch you take your medicine? You know, the, like what are they getting additionally that allows that to take place and have that ban or the number cap lifted? You know, it seems weird. Right. But it's all politics, I'm sure. Well, with with the drugs getting off of some of these opiates, like the you don't abuse those substances, like right. Depending on what it is, I've heard some people. Uh, I mean, with methadone people of, abuse methadone, sure, and people OD on methadone quite a, right. quite a bit because there's there's a low upper ceiling on on where it builds up before your central nervous system shuts down or your heart stops beating. Uh, whereas the the suboxone with the naloxone inside of it, kind of. It, it takes more of of it, I feel like, to to do that rather than you know methadone that that builds up in your system first of all with a twenty four right. hour half life and then you know slowly you're adding more and more before you get to that LD number and then you drop dead right or you mix it with alcohol like kids like to do because they're right. at parties and they don't know one pill from another and well and I think that's maybe like a, a not an urban myth but something like you know like b- taking multiples. Of these substances together, you know, your methadone and the alcohol or your methadone and a pain pill or, you know, like kind of making your own little drug cocktail and things, you know, uh, chasing a, a, a high essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing where I think people like, especially once you become addicted to an opiate, like you, you are, are, you're stuck there sort of. Yeah. So uh, certain websites, drug users are sharing recipes on how to, again, crack that code for the OxyNeo. Uh, and in Toronto here, and this is, like I said, an overall Canadian issue so far. And, I mean, the, the problem is worldwide. I'm sure right. more so in Well, if a North quarter America, of the population of America right, has a prescription right. for Oxycontin. I'd say that's a problem, or is that that's a, a quarter? I mean, 68 business million model. out of 207 to yeah, 210 yeah. million. That's a lot. Uh, in Toronto, public health officials say they're trying their best to encourage clients not to break down OxyNeo. Hey, just really, I know this is going to be hard, but can you try not to get high on this? Like, this yeah. is, like really? Uh, because, yeah, sure thing, Doc. Because we, quote, don't really know what the impact is of injecting gel formulation into someone's veins. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. In Ottawa, where and I don't think the addicts care. No, I don't think they give a flying fuck. Am I not sick? Am I high? Done. Uh, In Ottawa, where police believe the street supply of oxycontin is drying up, use of fentanyl, a heavy hitter opioid stronger than oxycodone, and in this corner, weighing in the like. Okay, this is I, I like your descriptions. 
the active ingredient in oxycodone, oxycodone uh, that has always been a part of the city's drug trade equation is growing. Quote, we've seen an increase in the number of seizures, particularly at the street level, and a lot of trafficking in fentanyl patches. Uh, that's Police Staff Sergeant Mike Lavallee. Where What there hasn't been, however, is an all-out health disaster predicted by many. Has there not? Because that's what this looks like. Right. I don't know about you, but that's, that's I it's think you're kind of what it's starting to look like. It's hard to see the disaster when you're at ground zero. Right. You know, like it's uh, there is no evidence yet of mass withdrawal. Some had feared would unfold in First Nations communities in northern Ontario, where leaders stay, say staggering numbers of people are addicted to opioids from seniors to 11 year old children. Seniors are selling it to the their, right. gran, their grandkid. That's, right. that's his grandkid. Okay. Uh, so, some I, I I don't understand how like I wasn't introduced to drug and I wasn't introduced to drugs at an early age, and and it's not because maybe it was because I wasn't with the wrong people or whatever. But at eleven, like I mean, how much personal freedom do you really have as an eleven year old? That's just poor parenting, right? Absolutely. Well, I mean, latchkeyism, and then to to become dependent or addicted on a substance at eleven, like. I, I don't know. A if, lot has to transpire that the parents are missing behavioral changes. That's what I. That's what I mean. Is uh, like, habits. Uh, yeah, I, I see. What you're ha- saying. How does an eleven-year-old obtain a thousand dollars worth of drugs a month? Yeah, that's yeah. You know, without the parents is noticing. Like, are, are they really that removed from the their family, their home life? I like, think so. For an eleven-year-old to obtain was, was enough drugs to become addicted <laughs> yeah. to them, yeah, because that's true too. At one hundred and fifty dollars a pill, like I, I you just need don't... to make the the separation between taking these drugs and actually like getting yourself addicted to them. Because if you take them as prescribed, um, you can take them for a longer period and have less severe withdrawal symptoms. Then if you hit it ground running, crushing it up, injecting them, snorting them, you're going to build your tolerance quicker for one. And for two, you're going to in- decrease the time it takes to become physically and mentally dependent on these substances mm-hmm. to where it's not fun anymore. And you're taking it just not to be sick and to function day to day rather than, oh, let's get fucked up and party. You know, right. pretty soon this party turns into a pity party, which then <laughs> turns into a uh, suicide party <laughs> right. or whatever. Um, there, the province-wide weekly surveillance in Ontario so far found no sudden significant run on detox or addiction treatment services or increases in overdoses. There are anecdotal reports, though, suggesting some people are switching to fentanyl as well as heroin. So, and yeah, I just, I wanted to focus on this a little bit at the beginning of the show, just because it's interesting to me that this was allowed to go on. We have, we're such a hypocritical nation in that we... We put up this facade that we're against drugs and we're starting a war on drugs because that's how against it we are. While on the other hand, we're the most overprescribed nation in the fucking world when it comes to taking drugs, whether it's caffeine or I mean, there's everything's a drug. And when when this when when this happens, they're focusing on the complete opposite of what they should be focusing on here is your legitimate drug problem rampant epidemic proportions killing people a track record a body count degrading is degrading society i mean this is what you should be fighting meanwhile we're over here 
focusing on cannabis on marijuana like that's i wanted to bring that sounds like the distraction completely right but everybody's (laughs) high on pills so no one gives a fuck right so there you go (laughs) i mean i don't know and and also i did want to bring up that i thought that was interesting that canada uh, banned it i did not know that had happened so there you go Get your pills up and get your your heroin on lock because if you live in Canada, life's about to get a little less shiny. Um, do you remember the representative in Montana that uh, had that wonderful thing to say about cannabis and arsenic? It, I think the quote was, uh, hmm. um, "Was that cannabis the is hearings? like taking your Valium with your arsenic, yep, yep, yep. you know, I and then you die." That. that was during the Senate hearings. So that's that's Representative committee. David Howard. Yep, he's a he's a he's a he's Republican that, from Park City. Isn't he the one that was on that bill or that helped write it or something? Yeah, or, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, he's a uh, uh, how should I say this? Um, <laughs> Politically correct. Yeah, I don't know if there's a, there's a good PC term for sure, this. Sure, sure. So anyway, he 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 has a Facebook page. Ooh, it's interesting. So on his Facebook page, give me some gold. Um, this is the same guy. I remember that said uh, here. I want to find the exact quote. Oh yeah, here it is. Okay, so uh, using marijuana is like taking Valium with your arsenic. You David feel Howard? good. Until you die. <laughs> what? Right. So David Can- Howard. Smoking cannabis is like raping a clown. It's yeah. sad until it's not. Dave right. Howard. David Howard. David Howard, representative from Park City. So so this is uh, that's his view on cannabis. Uh, side note is, is that he's met Irvin Rosenfeld, oh. who's received federally yes. Yes. accepted he was actually, cannabis for 29 years now. Yep, and, and he hasn't died. Nope, not at yet. all. We actually recommended uh, on the Buffer Overflow show this week, we were talking about books, and that was one of my recommendations. It was Irvin Rosenfeld's book, My Medicine, uh, just because it's a great story for one, and then statistically, uh, factually, it's a, it's an amazing tool to have if you ever find yourself uh, talking to people about this. I mean, right. the, the facts in there are just amazing, so... So the, this is another comment that's on his Facebook page, and I just I found it really interesting that I mean these are the kind of people that are creating legislation for Running us, and off. yeah, and you posting, wonder why why is this law so vague and hard to understand because the people like this are writing this. right. So would Jesus, oh Christ, approve of Church hyphenated oh. same sex hyphenated same sex marriage? Do we forget that to, Christ to, is God? Did we forget what happened to homosexuals that wanted to have sex with the angels who visited Lot? Right. Okay, well, I mean, it's really hard to read this to me because I wouldn't take instruction from this guy ever. Ever, right? The second you said Jesus uh, or, you know, Christ is any of this, it's it's like I – you know, this flag comes up in my, you know, cerebral cortex, and I'm like, called your bullshit meter. Right, like, whoa. <laughs> scientific You know, term. plug my ears because the next, Red what's flags. coming out of this guy's mouth yep. is, is ridiculous. Yep. And so, but not everybody is arsenic, can, yeah. you know, and, and homosexuals are... The um, devil? <laughs> he, he thinks that homosexuals, he says, God will, uh, grad, God struck them mute and destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. The answer is no. God would not condone homosexual marriage. 
Homosexuals need the love of God and psychological help. Because that'll make them not want to have sex with other people of their same sex? Well, I, 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 I hate to say this, but isn't Jesus a man? Right. And so, like, if... If, if you want to think about it, hold on. Jesus is the Holy Spirit, is God, which fucked and, Mary, which is who gave birth to Jesus. That's incest, dude. So don't talk to me well, about Well, not necessarily. Morals. I'm just saying that... that oh. You know, that's incestual. You fucked your mom, dude. Come on. How do people like this obtain votes? And the because answer is, is that there are a lot of other people that just like that, that think just like this. And it's so bizarre to me because I don't know. It's, it's 2012. Like, it feels like that we should have moved on beyond this. You like, know, like 150 years ago. At least. At least. And, and I find it so interesting that... This is that, Game of Thrones shit <laughs> that we're believing in. And at least they had dragons. Like, I saw them with my eyes. It wasn't like, oh, just believe. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm rich. Just believe. I have a cheeseburger. No, just believe. Um, <laughs> so David Howard. type in the chat says, oh, no, angels, giants, Christ. Oh, no. Right. I right. know. The second you hear that, it's like... I went from maybe thinking about taking you seriously to just ignoring everything you said other than to mock it. And I right. don't want to – if you don't have nothing nice to say, then I can't talk ever. So it's tough. You wouldn't man. have much to say, would you? I don't. Especially I don't. about David Howard. No, Check out his Facebook page if you live I in know. Montana. He is Are an we official that this writes guy? laws. Can oh, we I'm get sure. together and reelect him? Oh, I'm he's sure. doing great things in – where's sure. his constituency? Uh, Park City. Park City. Yeah. How's Park City doing? Is that Billings area? Mm-hmm. Billings-ish? Mm-hmm. How's that heroin problem? Did you guys get that under control yet? Probably not. Gonna guess. <laughs> probably. This guy probably mm. thinks it's the homosexuals bringing it into the area. Well, it might be. <laughs> no, I, I know. Like, that's, but that's the kind of moral high ground they like to put their soapbox on so I, that they can be even further above everybody right, else. I, I find myself curious as to – and this is terrible that I think this, but <laughs> I, w- we're not goes, alone. What goes through this guy's head as he's sitting in the chamber in the Capitol building, like listening to testimonies and, and you know, re- like – it's a absorbing lot of being information like I mean like with his with his moral backing is he is he like referring to everything as a, a metaphorical story of Sodom and Gomorrah I, I mean is so. he like is he like processing whatever information's coming through him it's applied to WWJD I mean, right when I was you know, in grade school yet. whenever anyone got in trouble it was what would Jesus do right but he wouldn't judge for one. <laughs> right. He would forgive He'd flip and accept. over, and then he would forgive. <laughs> right. Know? And then he would accept people. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what th- these people's religion teaches them. Yeah. But it's so much fun to mm. point the finger. Oh, for sure. You know, just so much fun oh, yeah. that, like. I love you're how not, you phrase that. You're just not going to get over it, you know? No. I mean, we have Oxycontin addicts in northern Canada, and we we have a blaming society here in, in the States. Everyone wants to blame, but no one can accept that responsibility. Nobody, for, for anything. No, yeah. I mean, if some sort of constructive... Oh, well, it's because this happened, or, yeah, well, the, or the, cl- for life the clutch people, sticks. For or, example, that rather than trying to help children or anything like that, they're just standing there... With signs in yeah. front of a doctor's office whose last move is to do an abortion anyway. Like, they're right. just. It's all about the show of look at us. 
And it's Look really at how like great we are, which Jesus said that's what you should not be doing. Exactly. If you want to listen to the Bible, I mean, I was brought up in that. He went to the guy on his knees rather than the guy that was like, oh, look at me. I'm praying. I'm amazing. It's, But they that's the amazing thing about it is they can pick and choose. And that's Ooh, what yeah. they base it on. He's picking issues. Because if you had to follow like all those, cannabis, how fucking that suck. Right. You wouldn't get anything done. Fuck no, never. <laughs> oh, wait. They don't really get much done anyway. <laughs> so maybe you're okay. Right. <laughs> Shit. So that's what I just I just find it interesting, like this this constant barrage mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. I I don't I don't even know if there's a word to describe this this uh, disgusting uh, yeah and you know <laughs> what mean, happened to separation of church and state like I just, oh yeah I that really, died back in the 1600s I really like you know times I mean we kind of got out of schools I mean I guess you can get in trouble if you take a Bible to school a, or something. a little bit the praying public school thing I mean it's. It depends what state you're in. Too. It's like They're, we can't have Christianity or Buddhism or whatever in a high school, but in our state legislature, it's okay. Like, and it's the basis for a lot of foundation of what they're they're drafting as law. Hopefully, by getting rid of these religious tendencies in <clears throat> schools, the people that will be in office in forty years from now might not carry that with them. Right. But I'll be how old many and generations then, so do I don't won't even really probably notice. How many generations do you think have to get flushed out before we get a good base of like logically thinking, maybe skept not you know skeptical, rational, um, scientific method, you know that rational thought process, those kinds of people in. Because there's a lot of indoctrination of children into, and I don't want to turn this into the, the religion cast, but there's there's a lot of self-indoctrination of children who maybe don't find their way out of it like me and you did. So they're kind of stuck with that in their minds. But uh, I don't think you're ever going to get rid of it. Ever, huh? No. There's I mean, always... because, because that's like asking people to give up their culture. Yeah, that's true. It's you know what so I'm saying? ingrained you're, I mean, in every right, aspect you're, you're of asking, their, yeah. You're asking for people to shed culture. You know? And, and really... I mean, we, we this this entire. Can country, I say though that I'm not asking to shed the culture? I'm just asking that you base the laws you're creating on science, on a, a logical, not Scientology. Part. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Or at least, I mean, if you're gonna use that and apply it to yourself, but when you're when you're drafting things that that apply other to people, have to like you should consider other people's orientation right, to their culture. Right. You know, not everybody. Uh, believes in the same but then it gets convoluted agrees. and there's like we have this law well well he he's going to court which which religion is he is he an atheist oh well get out those law books or if is he a, a christian well here's those law books and it's like uh, we can have one set that applies to everybody without making the people that feel like they're holier than thou holier than thou and the people that aren't, you know, second-class citizens. I think if you have to create a law that prevents people from doing things that right, you don't right. agree with, then then you don't really have any compassion or, you know, right to claim your, your holier-than-thou status sure. either because you're pretty much, you know, forcing other people to live like you say you do not as you do but just as you say you do and that's i mean that's also kind of convoluted like you yeah. know do as i say not as i do yeah. and i'm going to write laws when, yeah. right 
that that really have no bearing on my personal life because I'm not involved with those things, and uh, so yeah. therefore nobody else should be either. So I'm going to make it as ridiculously right. overpressed as you I know. I don't smoke cannabis, so nobody else should. Yeah. And here's the law to say that. And, and I'm not a homosexual, so nobody. here's a and nobody else should yeah, do that yeah. either. You know, everybody should live their life just like I say I live mine. Right. So rather than looking at negative fallout from each one of these um, acts or or processes or whatever, and then basing the law on that, like, oh, if you do smoke, though, even though I don't, but if you want to, is there a negative? No, yes, okay, then move on. If you guys are are butt fucking and anal sexing and, and and doing all that, is there negative fallout? Well, they all have AIDS. Okay, well, maybe. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But you know, they base it on that rather than this makes me feel weird and dirty, so nobody can like you right. said because that's. It's it not, doesn't make me feel weird and dirty. I don't feel paranoid. I feel just fine. Like I feel better. So, what's your problem? Why do you? Why does it make you feel weird? What's wrong? It with probably you? makes him feel better because he's on like a mission from some God. higher power <laughs> to prevent the brother over here. <laughs> right? You know, I mean, he's 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 carrying out God's work. You know, he's Ugh. trying to save the masses with his ridiculous laws and Facebook posts. Shave the asses. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what are you doing? So, you know, one Facebook post at a time, he is really trying to connect with all of these heathens, these pot-smoking homosexuals that everybody but him is. I don't know. I just found that interesting. Stereotype says, well, I don't mind being sworn to truth. I do have issue with it being on a Bible, but I understand it, even as an atheist. I mean, sure, it should be the Constitution. <laughs> I mean, why not, right? Fuck it. Don't kill, don't steal, don't be a dick. Don't, you know. Do they do I don't think they do that in court anymore. I don't think that they have a Bible. Do they not? No. It's, been a it's just raise your hand court, uh, and swear to yes, I tell the do. truth, nothing but the truth until death do you part or whatever. But I've thought I've had the same thought too. Like that would be no issue for me to yeah, swear on a Bible and say whatever the fuck I wanted to. <laughs> yes. Because like, God is not going to strike <laughs> me down with a lightning bolt. I know. Let's say if I'm guilty this whole court's going to have a lightning bolt strike it. And go. Right. <laughs> Nothing? Not no? Oh, not guilty. Peace. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's bring it back a little bit to cannabis. Uh, we do have our 17th state. We mentioned this, I think, last week. Connecticut. Uh, congratulations uh, to get your medical marijuana going. Uh, and that kind of brings us to the MPP is trying... By November of 2014, to get 28 states total uh, their medical. What do you, what do you think? Is that a, a is that possible? 28 states by November is a couple years. We are, we're at know. 17 now. That's doubling what we. How long did it take us to get 17? Since 98. And so with the tools that are there, I think some of those states, though, I mean. What we're going to end up with is, like, the last five states and them just being, like, no fucking way. You know, right. real zero tolerance, real uh, holier-than-thou, perhaps. And that's fine. Maybe, maybe that's a good time to say, all right, here's how we're doing things here in Montana. If you don't like it, there's Utah. Peace. Like, let them have it. You know? And we'll do our thing. You can do your thing. If you piss us off, we'll go to war and... You can have God on your side, and we'll have you know tanks and machine guns and, and whatever. And 
I mean, I don't want to advocate war, but if you guys are going to be dicks about stuff, you know, we can do that. <laughs> it's not the the best way that that gentleman would handle business, but it's how this world does. Uh, and then let's see, and and this, I mean, just because you have medical doesn't necessarily mean that your uh, your problems are solved, as we've seen in every other state that that has medical. So yeah, Connecticut and- still has a lot of work in front of it, but that's a good step to have it. To, they have a lot of stalling in front of them. <laughs> it's not really work. work it's yeah, just right. stalling. The work is easy. We could have figured. I mean, me and Ian right. could run a, a, a medical marijuana thing for a state, any state you it's, want, no it's, problem. It's but the stalling and it's yeah. the, the, oh, the, God. How are we going to Reluctance exploit? to follow through with what the people want. How, how are we going to exploit the crap out of this and, and make? From the legislator's point of yep. view, yes. Yep. Yeah, stalling and figuring out how to, you know, get their friends and family involved so they make the money or yep. or whatever, you know, I, I don't know, whatever. Maybe it'll, personal... it'll be perfect and smooth and everybody that wants to smoke cannabis will be able to. Who knows? I think everybody that wants to smoke cannabis does. That's a good point. It's a damn good point. Pretty close to anyway. I would say ninety percent of the people that want to smoke cannabis. Yes, yeah, I, I think I would agree cannabis. with you. There, there's that ten percent that because it's illegal aren't right. going to. But yeah, I think that's a, that's a or, small fraction. You know the guy that that posted on our website. Yeah. You know that that. <laughs> Yeah, he wants to, but you know he don't really know nobody, and he doesn't go to the bars, and he doesn't want to ask random strangers for an illicit drug, and so like that that's probably part of the ten percent of you know people that that you know don't don't know anybody at work. Although honestly, it should be pretty easy to tell who's the stoner at work. I mean, I've figured it out at many jobs before. You know, moving to a new town, getting a job somewhere, and then kind of. Yeah, you know, being what, able to put the pieces together in the first couple of days and be like, hey. yeah. When I used to work for Alamon, we we would drive, and that was like you would find a place to live because you're gonna be there for a few months. You find a place to live, uh, you find your job site, and then you find some weed. And right. I, it, there was never Kentucky, Ohio, Colorado, uh, Nevada in, in zero tolerance states, in Vegas, Nevada, uh, uh, no problems ever, ever once. Day two, three days at the most. Always had not always was the best stuff, right? Especially in like uh, Nevada, Ohio, uh, Kentucky had really crappy weed. Texas really crappy weed, uh, but it was always there, and you know it it always did the trick. And what Ian's talking about uh, on Google Plus, I posted an article back in, in September twenty seventh of twenty eleven. So this is a while ago uh, from Toke of the Town about in Spokane. We talked about this on the show, I believe that uh, state patrols. Uh, shot and killed an unarmed pregnant woman during a drug raid. And I wrote a big, long uh, essay, basically, on, uh, you know, just how this is ridiculous. Uh, The government is in the business of keeping masses divided, scared, divided, and under complete control, and they dish out alcohol and pills and crack cocaine like it's going out of style because those drugs divide us. They are furious about cannabis and mushrooms and maybe even LSD and MDMA to a point because, for the most part, they are drugs that unite us. But on the very top of the super naughty Schedule 1 list is... Marijuana. You didn't see the ancients getting all hopped up on magic plants and fighting with each other, did you? Of course not. You didn't see the ancients because you're not old enough. But no, they were not. They were getting high and expanded their minds, and they were creating amazing things, some of which we humbly have the honor to gaze upon now through our modernized and mechanical lenses. So I wrote a big, long thing, and there's a comment from a person named Data Center that said, you know, 
I'm so frustrated over this whole war on drugs, at least when it comes to marijuana. I'm an older guy, and I don't hang out in bars or anywhere that perhaps would make getting pot easy to find. But I would like to find somewhere where I could buy just a little as I'm tired of alcohol and all the after effects. I used to smoke when I was younger and would like to just try a little again to see if it still affects me the same way. Uh, it mainly relaxed me and let me chill with no after effects. But it's impossible to find where to get any. And I refuse to go hang out on street corners or bars. Just so frustrating. So I don't know if you'd have much luck on a street corner anyway. Prostitutes like, maybe. Right. I just That's don't, where I just I think that crack. if you were hanging out on a street corner and asking people for drugs, like that would be a little stereotypical. That screams cop. Or just creepy. I'm gonna rip you off. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like <clears throat> I don't know. Try fall courses. But, so, and and I I uh, replied. You know, I, it depends what state you're in. I feel like some states have more accessibility the, with less risk than others do, uh, at least to the end user. <clears throat> and um, yeah, that you brought up an interesting point that you know if if you really want to find it, it's there. But I I kind of I'm on this guy's side because you know you're an older guy. You've seen stories, heard stories, read stories. You're going to go ask somebody. It's going to be a cop, and you're going to get popped. And your first try – like, that's the worst way to start things out. So maybe you're paranoid about that. Again, like you said, though, it is out there. It's accessible. Like I said, I don't know his situation. I don't know what state he's in. So, But if you want it, it's there, right? I mean – there's the risk is minimal. What are the odds of of not knowing anybody that smokes cannabis? If you just move to a place, but like I said, you know, it it just takes. And le- I'm I was a kid at the time, so maybe if I was a sixty year old going to the skate park, being like, "Hey, you got any pot?" <laughs> you know, then I, I don't know. Different situation, you know. Yeah, <laughs> very different situation. But but as an adult, I think that you would come to know more people. I just I'm I'm curious to wonder like what yeah, the, it, what it the odds the are of, of not knowing anyone that uses cannabis. Now you <laughs> may know in, someone that uses it that you don't know uses it. That's more likely, the right? Top, because you know if somebody comes over to my house, that's not like the first thing I. It's you know that's not even in the discussion uh, docket. You know, like if if I have company to my house, you know, smoking cannabis isn't like part of the conversation piece you know like it's not something unless they bring it up i i don't bring it up right it's 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 just a thing that's mine and i mean how much fun is it to talk about drinking you know like it's it's, you know how much though well i know but i don't i don't either i could care less you know and and i don't don't like sit around and and like i don't know that's just like talking about sports i feel like though people at work do that and i just I can't get interested. I mean, maybe I, I get it's because I don't watch, but, but that whole thing, it just, I can't get interested in it. And I, I guess maybe that's the same way. You just, it, it depends where you're coming from, what, what your situation is. Maybe you're a felon who just got out of jail or something. You know, I don't know. Maybe the jailhouse cross tat on your forehead is making it hard for you to meet new people. You know, who knows? But yeah. It's one of those things I think it'll be more accessible the more uh the more we move forward and not backward in this whole hypocritical war on marijuana and drugs which is a headline in the new forthcoming biography on President Obama has details inside about the president smoking marijuana with his teenage friends in Hawaii 
and I have you have to see this picture of of Barry of the Big O. Uh, that's a great picture there of him uh, enduring the stories about alleged high school bullying. Now Obama faces revived stories about his high school marijuana use. Which kind of personally goes to show that not only can you smoke pot in high school, but you can move on to become the president of the motherfucking states of United America here right now. <laughs> Barry. Barry. <laughs> like, all right. But still just more raids than in anybody's... Uh, I mean, you are just... You are the poster child for how to be a freaking hypocrite, you know? Like... I'm going to use this to get elected and just be a dick after. It's no good. No good at all. Uh, this is David Marinissus's book, Barack Obama, The Story. Describes Obama as a marijuana enthusiast. Quote, when a joint was making the rounds, he often elbowed his way in, out of turn, shouted, Intercepted! Uh! But he was a dick when he was in school, right? Like, I hate friends like that. Hey, wait your freaking turn, you know? Puff, puff, pass. <laughs> Shit. I uh, took an extra hit. Like an adult. Uh, yeah, right? Scavenger. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snoop Scavenger. He was just, he would like elbow his way in, scream intercepted, and take an extra hit. He also describes Obama's technique of roof hits <laughs> while hot boxing cars. Nice. When the pot was gone, they tilted their heads back and sucked in the last bit of smoke from the ceiling, he writes. Obama has been less than shy about his drug use in the past, writing about the topic in Dreams from My Father. Pot had helped, and booze maybe a little blow when you could afford it, he writes in the memoir. <laughs> you know, just a little blow. And hey, only when I could afford it. You know, let's not get crazy. Uh, while Obama's term began with great promise for drug policy reformers in the past two years, it has been difficult to distinguish Obama's drug policies from those of his White House predecessors. Although President Obama has acknowledged that legislation is, or excuse me, legalization is, quote, an entirely legitimate topic for debate. The first time a sitting president has ever made such a statement. You can make statements all day, bro. Don't matter. Are you going to walk the walk or simply talk the talk? Because so far, all I'm hearing is talk and seeing rage. That's pretty much what all you're going to see. That, I, I right. like the picture that's on this site, though. Isn't he is that the, He's classic? the only African-American in the picture. Interesting, right? You know, it's so. <laughs> well, I think that's actually a great thing because it shows him hanging out with uh, peers of other nationalities. Sure. You sure. know, how often do you see a picture of Mitt Romney hanging out with a bunch of <laughs> anybody not Mormon? Right. You know, like or any sort of Ugh. diversity. You yeah. don't you don't yeah, see yeah. this. You know, you don't It's because it makes them uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Not Maybe they'll make a law against that too. Could you? Yeah, probably. Back of the bus, right? <laughs> is that weird? We've just come completely. Well, is what's really our... funny is that now it's like cool to sit in the back of the bus. You know, like yeah, I yeah, don't want to yeah, sit yeah. up front. Like yeah, every yeah. like when you're in high school, right. like you wanted to sit at the back of the bus. Yeah. Like that's where all the cool kids are. I know that because I'm cool and I'm back here. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, it, interesting. I, I'd be interested to read this uh, and see kind of – it's all fluff, I'm sure, you know. But it's it's an interesting story, I, I guess. Our drug-addled drug, drug -addled Barack Obama and his youth just 
making making waves, being the prez. Uh, he has been losing lots of hearts and minds and votes, uh, especially those of young voters, with his striking silence on marijuana issues since he became president. Apart from providing lame excuses for the federal government's aggressive undermining of state medical marijuana laws, most disappointing is his failure to say a word as president about the fact that half of all drug arrests each year are for nothing more than possessing a small amount of marijuana, which is something Barack Obama did lots in his younger days, or to offer any critical comments about the stunning racial disproportionality in marijuana arrests around the country. Right? Um, in the chat. Yeah. I'm sorry, but there's oh, a no, perfect please. picture. Speaking of, of pictures of our presidents or presidential <laughs> nominees. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I mean, that is brilliant and going coming on from my that's just what I was account. thinking. And so, is what's funny is remember the, his comment about you want to make a bet? Yeah, ten thousand yep. dollars. You know, it's yep. like whoa. Okay, you were high roller, really serious, or and then come to find out, you know, that's about oh, the, no. as much money as he made in oh, the time no. it took him to say that sentence. Like brilliant, you know. It, uh, all right, you can follow me on Pinterest and see that picture also. <laughs> oh, man, that is great. Okay, um, so, yeah, roughly twice as many people are arrested for marijuana position now as were arrested in the early 80s, even though the number of people consuming marijuana is no greater now than then. Is that true? I feel like more people are smoking now just because there's more people now, you know? It just all kind of evens out, right? I uh, the more people are using it because there's more population total. Yeah, that's what I think. Is that not? Does that not make sense? If, yeah, if your population sense. is greater, then the population of users within that population should be greater. Yeah, I, I, I would say so. Um, and also in times of economic trouble, there is more yep. drug use sure. and gambling in and general. prostitution in general, but mostly gambling. Yeah. Interestingly enough, lottery, and alcohol sales, the lottery, just drinking because you're depressed because you just blew all your money gambling, right? And which <laughs> but is when weird I gamble, I get free drinks, so it's right. It's wins all around. F T. I was under the impression that alcohol was a depressant anyway. Is, you know, yeah. And For so, like, sure. it's not like they're giving out lines of cocaine while you're gambling. You're like, <laughs> yes, I lost. Woo! Super sweet. A uh, stereotype in the chat says, yeah, more pot smokers, not a higher density of pot smokers per capita. But, yeah, more, more people, sure. more pot smokers. Uh, so with 50% of Americans and 57% of Democrats now in favor of legalizing marijuana use, uh, this is according to a Gallup most recent poll, President Obama needs to come clean once again about marijuana. But this time he needs to speak not of his own youthful use, but rather of the harmful consequences of today's punitive marijuana policies for young Americans today. I agree. Come on out. Come on out of that closet. Put Tom Cruise back. Come on out. Let's fix this. So. All right. Uh, Arizona is adding a few more uses for medical marijuana to its list. Uh, they're considering this. requests to expand its fledgling medical marijuana program to allow use of the drug for an array of conditions, including post-traumatic stress syndrome and migraines, which isn't that something that a lot of people 
here. It's not on the list of qualified symptoms, not here, is it? No. But there's a lot of people that came back from the war that are wanting it for that, but are not unable to do it. Especially because they're veterans on the disability Correct. thing, which means they're well. The VA hospital, as of late 2011, they were flip flopping a little bit here and there. What's yeah, I the mean, latest? it's okay for a veteran to use cannabis, but the VA hospital will not recommend it or sure, try it. Okay. But but it's not but necessarily people losing their the, housing and losing benefits yes. and stuff because which is yes. way wrong. I, that's yeah, it's right. ridiculous. Right. Especially if you consider that the alternative, them smoking, like that's going to help them overall in the long run, uh, depending on their situation. Yeah, and I think that Arizona also wants to look at, this isn't current, but I think they want to look at adding it just for typical stress and depression and other things like that, which yeah. which I think is more applicable to the masses than, you know. It uh, is, right? Uh, if everybody could just calm the fuck down for a sec and like breathe, relax. Like overall, the tension level in the world like would chill, I think a little. Maybe not in the Middle East. I mean, they're just they need to just bust nuts. <laughs> That's what your problem is. You need to have more sex, less rape, <laughs> more more like, consensual more love. Cons- <laughs> I feel like that would just create, like that would lower that does your solve some people's problems. Put the AK forty seven down and and just bust a nut. No, here, blow a load this way. Right. <laughs> Let's try this. Look, isn't it this fun way? You when don't have to crying? tie her down, and she's not crying. Like <laughs> it's more, more rewarding. Fun? <laughs> yeah, she I actually mean, participates. The payoff is just dramatically more. Oh, fun. Come on, guys. Come on. Uh, Back to the Arizona thing. They say besides PTSD and migraines, the requests for covered conditions include depression and general anxiety disorder. Like you're saying, the law already permits medical marijuana use for such medical reasons like cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, muscle spasms, and hepatitis C. What about A and B? (laughs) No. See yourself out of it. Yeah, right. Uh, and then there was, I guess, before we got here in L.A., uh, the Ninth Circuit ruled that the medical marijuana is not protected by Disabilities Act. There was a three-judge panel on the Ninth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals, and they upheld the dismissal of a lawsuit filed by severely disabled medical marijuana users against Costa Mesa and Lake Forest, California. The suit charged that the Orange County cities were violating the Americans with Disabilities Act by closing down dispensaries that distributed medical marijuana. Uh, The court said the disabilities law does not protect patients who claim to face discrimination on the basis of medical marijuana use, which means we can treat you like a second-class citizen and discriminate all we want. Uh, quote, we recognize that the federal government's views on the wisdom of restricting medical marijuana use may, it may be evolving. This is Judge Raymond C. Fisher. But for now, Congress has determined that for purposes of federal law, marijuana is unacceptable for medical use. But here's some heroin. Peace. <laughs> That's okay. Thank you. Uh, the patients who sued insisted that Congress's decision to not uh, not to interfere with a 2010 medical marijuana law in D.C. amounted to tacit approval of the drug. D.C. laws take effect only if Congress fails to pass a joint 
<laughs> resolution <laughs> of disapproval. Puff puff pass that joint resolution of disapproval, and you better do it within 90 days. All right. It'll be day 87 before they even get started. Hey, were we supposed to do it? Yeah, puff, and then puff, and then pass. Uh, oh, man. That's... Lots of stalling. Lots of... I mean, like Joseph Stalin just left, <laughs> right? Otherwise. Uh, I, and I like how they call it work. I know. Lots of work. I like how you're getting paid so much money. It's To do what? I have a lot of work to do this Sunday, too. It's Sunday I, night. I, I have a lot of work to do. Right? Yeah. A lot of I bet your work is making... <laughs> a lot of just like... A lot of stalling. Yeah. So. So. I feel like I just made $100,000. <laughs> like, is that... Are you guys okay with that? Are you guys okay with paying me that much to do that little? Yeah, okay, Romney. I'm, is that... I mean money or I mean whatever. Mon- I mean shit. <laughs> Can't even line up Mon- your little fake Mormon children <laughs> correctly. Isn't that creepy? Yeah. That's so creepy. If you vote for that, you're creepy. I can't even imagine what's going like as they're checking the bot. Like, what is what synops is firing and where? What synops? What synops? Period. <laughs> are there Period. any firing? <laughs> like, are you consciously aware of what you are doing at no, all? I fired them all. Can you smell? Can no. spell? I Mitt smell Romney? burnt feathers. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, all the time. Can you spell voting? Oh my goodness gracious! I can't. Is it with a capital V? K. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. It's been a slice, Ian. As always, it's been a pleasure. Uh, catch us online, hotboxpodcast.com. Uh, you can watch us live every Sunday, hotboxpodcast.com slash live. Uh, we'll be getting up this week those uh, talk that Chris Lindsay gave uh, in Missoula. We'll get that up for you guys in case you missed since it. Since he's done. Uh, since he's all done now. Yeah. yeah, A lot of great info, I feel like, just for the general, you know, if you're out and about in public, you know, you might want to know some of this stuff. So check that out. Uh, they'll be posted. We'll have video on the Hotbox YouTube account, uh, hotboxpodcast.com slash YouTube, and also on the site as just audio only. So you can uh, check that out. Leave us a message, 406-204-4687. Make sure you're subscribed to iTunes. And, uh, yeah, just follow us online. we got Google+, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. So we will uh, catch you guys next week. Peace out. If you like you weed, like this weed, is where, this is where you, you need to be. be. <laughs> If you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.